0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July and got to relax with some time off and hopefully see some friends and family responsibly, no doubt. Some very polarizing hot seat segments this week as I test Demo's trivia knowledge on the nautical world of America's Cup, and I get quizzed on the beloved children's company Lisa Frank Incorporated. Regardless of how different those may be, both topics proved to be very interesting and a special thanks to those listeners who took the time to submit topics that they would like to hear be featured. Those two are not the only topics discussed, however. In the realm of current events, I had the pleasure of questioning Demo about long-lasting presidential couples and the newly announced Amazonian fulfillment centers. And the favor was returned as I attempt to answer questions regarding stuff to do with old cats, the famed tradition of running of the bulls, and the specialty, computer networking. As always, don't forget to reach out if you have any topics for the hot seat segment or if you have trivia facts that you think we we would appreciate. We can be reached by either Twitter or email on Twitter at Trivia Rewrites and more simply, our email is TriviaRewrites at gmail.com. If you need help spelling either of those, I suggest you simply look at the title of the show on whatever streaming platform you choose for your podcast listening pleasure. As always, thanks for taking the time to listen this week, and please enjoy this episode of Trivia Rewrites.
1: Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is July 8th, 2020. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Hibbs. What's up, man? Not much. You having a good day? I am. I went for a little bike ride, had some errands to run that were close to the house, so I biked to them rather than taking my car.
0: Nice. What temp are you working with down there right now?
1: Um, I don't know. I'd say it's like in the 90s. I don't actually know, but
0: how cold is it for you? I think today it might hit 70, maybe. I think it's like 68 right now. Wow. 67. Must be nice. Yeah, man. If you can deal with the rent prices, I recommend moving to Seattle. I'll work on it. We can be roomies. We could be roomies. I don't know if Shay would like that. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. But. We just share a room, and then
1: Shay has the other room in your house. How about that?
0: Well, no, because we can't afford a three bedroom, and we we'll have to no, have no. one that's two bedroom. You and I share the bedroom. Well, we have to have one that's soundproof for podcasting. Oh, oh, a whole separate bedroom? Okay. So I think we're doing bunk beds. Okay, yeah. We're doing tri-bunks. Tri-bunks. We'll see if we can get some vaulted ceilings. Which bunk are you in the tri-bunk situation? See, I want to say I'm the top because I'm the tallest. Uh Uh-huh. But I have the worst knees. Why would the tallest person want to be on top? Because I can reach it. Oh, well, but you could bonk your head, too. Well, I go back to my previous statement of vaulted ceilings. Oh, vaulted ceilings. Sorry, I missed that. That's okay. It's important. That's a a big one.
1: Okay. Well, moving on. Let's get into the, the meat of the show, shall we?
0: Yes. That's probably a good idea.
1: Starting off with a This Day in History. So I've got five questions about This Day in History. And let's see how you do. First one. Sharpen your pencils, because this question is going to test you. French forces held Fort Carillion against the British at which town in upstate New York? This is in 1758.
0: Ooh, Good question, Demo. Good question. I'm going to guess Ticonderoga. Got it. Woo! Was that a good hint? Yeah. That was a great hint. There you and go. And I hate myself for knowing... What a pencil is, but not... what a, I mean, that was 100% a pencil guess.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fort Bick. Eight... <laughs> yeah, what if he
1: just totally botched it? No, okay. 1853, an American expedition led by which naval commander arrived in Edo Bay with a treaty requesting trade that eventually led to the collapse of the ruling Tokugawa shogunate and the Meiji Restoration. This calls back to your samurai trivia episode looking for the name of the commander (laughs) once
0: again name of the commander sorry there was a lot in that question can you
1: so I'm looking for the name of the commander that led the US expedition into Japan that eventually led to
0: the end of the samurai basically right man I don't have a guess I don't know why we keep coming back to this he starred in friends (laughs) Yeah. I oh, I got this question wrong last week too. I think I said. It was Commodore Matthew Perry. What was the question last week? I've forgotten already. It was the same thing. Same thing. Basically, just worded a different way. Then, how was it this day in history? It was Samurai Hot Seat. It wasn't related to the day. Oh, last week wasn't Samurai. That was two weeks ago, yeah. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Okay. What's next, Demo?
1: On this day in 1889, the first issue of which American business-focused newspaper is published, as of 2019, it has a circulation of over 1 million, making it the second most popular newspaper in the United
0: States. The second most. Yep. And it's
1: business-focused.
0: Wall Street Journal. Is it is like... the
1: Wall Street Journal.
0: Woo. You got it. Question for you. Yes. Whenever you're doing this research, and I don't know why this epitome just now hit me, but whenever you're doing the research for this day in history, whenever you're reading it, how much of it do you know? Are you like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Like, of all the things that happened on this day in history? Yeah. All the questions that you ask me, how much whenever you're doing the research do you... Like, would it make more sense to reverse this? You know, pull an UNO reverse card and let me ask you? Potentially. We can talk about
1: that. (laughs) I I know... I don't ask you about it unless I'm pretty familiar with it already.
0: Well, I think we might. All right. Yeah. More content. Just different. Yeah, different. Content that's not, uh, I don't know. Anyway. You got that one.
1: Wall Street Journal.
0: I did get that one.
1: Let's move on. 1947. Reports were broadcast that a UFO crash landed at a ranch near what present day city in New Mexico?
0: Roswell. Not so bad. You that got one it. was a softball. I'll take it.
1: Okay, and then uh, on this day in 2011, STS-135 launched from Kennedy Space Center, making it the 135th and final mission for what American Human Spaceflight Program?
0: 2011, you said. Yep. Is it like super? Is it a super broad one, or yeah, is it's it, the
1: whole program name? Is yeah. it like
0: because like NASA got a whole new like revamp? It's not as broad as nasa is it or is it no it's a nasa program hmm i don't know 2011 i was concerned with a lot of other things besides okay space program okay
1: you might have heard of a little thing called the space shuttle
0: i have heard of that so keep giving sh- me more sp- hints
1: space shuttle no it's the space shuttle program that's oh it's the just answer. the space
0: shuttle <laughs> that's the answer the Space Shuttle. Space
1: Shuttle Atlantis made the final resupply and cargo stop at the ISS, and that was the last time that uh, an American-made spacecraft went into space until earlier this year with uh, SpaceX. Good old, good old Elon. Or I guess a human spacecraft, because we'd had some right. un- unmanned stuff in between, but that was the first time a American human went back into space. Anyway...
0: That's it. I hate it. I, ha- I see you looking at me. I hate that part of the podcast. I don't like getting questions wrong in You could have
1: got the space shuttle, I think. Maybe you're just confused by the wording. I don't know. I
0: appreciate the sympathy, but I don't think I would have gotten it.
1: All right. Let's move on to the trivia rewrites portion where Hibbs and I have looked at the weekly news, come up with some topical questions, and we're going to take turns asking each other those.
0: So... Do you want to start off? Yeah, I got I got one a little uh, a little business oriented, probably something that was listed in the Wall Street Journal this week. Uh, but <laughs> good callback, <laughs> thanks. Uh, so Amazon has confirmed on Tuesday that uh, they are going to establish a new fulfillment center in Arkansas, and it will be the first fulfillment center in the state of Arkansas. Can you tell me what city the f- the fulfillment center is to be established in. Mm, I don't know that many cities in Arkansas. Little Rock would be
1: the probably obvious guess, but I'm not sure. Is that your final answer?
0: Yeah, we'll go with that. So it's Port. The website said Port Little Rock. Is that the same city as Little Rock? I don't know. Port Little Rock. Port Little. It made it very. It made it clear that it was port to define Little Rock. that it was. Port Little Rock versus Little Rock.
1: I feel like okay. Let's see. I think it's the same city. It's definitely right next to Little Rock. I don't know if it's its own city, but could be like a suburb or a separate city. Don't know.
0: Yep. Little <laughs> Rock. Nicely done. Nailed it. Um as a follow-up to that question. Very good. Yeah. There are now only eleven states in the United in the United States that do not have a fulfillment center in them. Ooh. Okay. Can you name five of those states? Okay, five of the 11 states that have no
1: Amazon Fulfillment Center. Correct. This is kind of tough because I feel like some of the outlier states are going to be ones where there actually is a fulfillment center because like Alaska and Hawaii, I would think there might be because
0: where else would they be shipping from to get to those places, you know? That's some sound logic. I will say here at my notes... I have it written down that I said I chose five because I wanted to go with three, but two should be fairly obvious.
1: Oh, okay. Well let's let's <laughs> That was a good hit. But <laughs> let's see if I can name some that aren't those first.
0: If okay. those are the two. So let's say like
1: North Dakota.
0: Okay. That is one of them.
1: Okay. Want somewhere
0: more remote.
1: Wyoming? potentially it's a pretty small
0: state wyoming is not on the list there is a fulfillment center in wyoming yikes south dakota south dakota correct (laughs) there it is i don't know why it took that long (laughs)
1: uh i'm just trying to name oh uh well you got to pick a state probably in the northeast that wouldn't have its own rhode island would be probably wouldn't have its own
0: rhode island is not on the list rhode island has a fulfillment center oh boy oh boy Two for, 2 for 2 here or um 2 yeah. for 4 I guess. Keep keep falling down that center. Oh, I mean the middle of the country, you think. Yeah, I keep I know. I know. <laughs> Demo, I know where they are and where they're not. Are there You're any the in, are there any in the northeast? Uh yes, there are two states in the northeast that do not have fulfillment centers. Okay, Alaska, Hawaii. We're going to name those two and then So so far you've said Alaska, Hawaii, uh North North Dakota, South Dakota. So you said four. There are six left. I guess seven. Kansas. No, that would have one. I don't know. Kansas has one. Not on the, not on the list. I don't know. Nebraska. What's in between South Dakota and Kansas?
1: I don't know because it's... Home of the Corn Huskers. Yeah, I said Nebraska.
0: Yeah, I don't think you did.
1: Oh, well, I said it. Maybe you probably didn't hear it, but... Nebraska. Nebraska
0: doesn't... Even Nebraska's on the list. That's surprising.
1: They, they... Kind of.
0: Yeah, unless... I bet I bet there's a, f- a fulfillment center in Kansas City. Yeah, which is like right next to it. Yeah, and it's just
1: It's kind of surprising that kinda like I said, that like they don't have one in Hawaii or Alaska. Like you would think they would have like where does the stuff from Alaska come from?
0: Right. No, I agree with you that it's as when I said it's sound logic whenever you said it and I was like, Well, I don't want you to keep moving on with that logic.
1: Get a full rundown. Yeah.
0: Um, So just going down the list, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, New Mexico, Louisiana, West Virginia, your two Northeast states, New Hampshire and Maine. Nice. And then Alaska and Hawaii. Those are the 11 states that do not have Amazon fulfillment centers.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Because those are tough to
1: guess. I feel like it's like almost random, but but it's yeah, just like
0: it's it's yeah i think i feel like it's it's more of a population density versus right. it's like is it near a major population center kind of right rather than and i also don't even know if um like is amazon even that big of a deal in alaska and hawaii yeah probably not i guess if they don't have a i yeah. don't know do they offer i have no idea this is digging into i've never the business model of amazon does like
1: yeah. prime go to alaska probably not
0: you know what i'll see bezos at the grocery store tomorrow yeah cause... let me know yeah i'll talk to him and be like yo what's the deal with ak why 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 no love for the old eskimos let's we'll see what he says the old ak huh all right mm-hmm.
1: i have one for you just pretty quick one i guess okay so the coronavirus what else has forced the cancellation of the bull running festival in what spanish city this is the famous one.
0: Barcelona.
1: So it's actually Pamplona.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Pamplona. Do you have any desire to do the running of the bulls? I think I we've talked ask, about this. Before. I was
1: going to ask you. I not really. Really? I would love to do it. I mean, it I was looking and there's like you would like to do the Pamplona one because it seems like there's several that happen now because it's just like a Tradition right. that a lot of places have, but the Pamplona one is like the most famous for some reason. But I don't know. I just i'd I'd love to go watch maybe, but it's just like I don't really have the desire
0: to get potentially gored by a bull. Right. I mean, it, it happens. We've seen the YouTube videos, but see, I feel I feel confident in my abilities for two reasons. One, I feel like I could outrun at least one other person. Yep. And two. I'm I'm pretty quick. I yeah. think I could I think I could head Out. fake a head fake a bull. I could yeah. give him one. Fake left, go right type of thing. Maybe. But those alleys get narrow. Yeah. And I mean they got that five foot horn span. When you say you could outrun somebody, but it's not even
1: like it's not like a shark where the bull's gonna stop and go after the slow person. I feel like they're gonna chase somebody that's fast. You know. Mm. Right. Because well, they're not been... like eating. They're just like chasing movement. So I feel like if you go quick maybe a, even a that's a good point i don't know
0: well i mean i'm not the fastest so i'm i'm right in that i'm riding right that middle ground the yeah.
1: pamplona sweet spot
0: yeah uh so i was just
1: reading it's just like a tradition that people that were bringing cattle to market would try and hurry the bulls up when they were running them down the streets, and eventually that turned into a competition between people bringing cattle to market, and then people started running from the bulls, and then this whole tradition of releasing bulls and running from them came from that.
0: So it's sounding like the first couple running of the bulls was less voluntary than it is today. It was more like you didn't get the memo and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and maybe now you're a part of it. It just sounded like people were
1: bringing bulls into the marketplace in the center of the city and they were trying to like encourage them to run faster. And then people just like got fun out of trying to outrun the bulls. So, yeah, but then it grew into this whole thing that it is now. It's a bull market. Nice. Um, do you want me to do one more or you got one?
0: Oh, is that, is that it for Pamplona? Yeah, I don't have too much. Sorry. That's all good. A little extra tidbit. There's a bull running in El Paso every year, oh, yeah, but it's bulldogs instead of cow bulls. Uh-huh. that's all it's nothing nothing fancy there. Has anyone ever been gored to death? I don't believe so, but man, that would be hilarious if that has happened anyway, moving on. <laughs> a little bit of pop culture. It's quite a quite a swing here. Uh, but celebrating their seventy fourth wedding anniversary this past week, what couple is the longest married presidential couple in the history of our country?
1: Seventy fourth wedding anniversary. Well, it's seventy four years. It's got to be uh, probably Jimmy Carter. He's the only person that would be old enough to be married for seventy four years. I think. What is his wife's name? June. June. What's her it's name? It's not June. What's not her even name? Close. Who's June Carter? i don't know okay go ahead june. is her name blue ivy <laughs> no
0: <laughs> Well, call back to last week okay go ahead <laughs> um no it's rosalyn carter i believe june carter um, june carter is like was that the sister of aaron and i don't know i had that name in my head rosalyn carter got it rosalyn not Rosalind and jimmy carter yeah um can you give me? Of course, this is going. To, they are the longest. yes, oh, the I longest see. Okay, yeah. Married presidential couple in the history, which I mean, seventy four years. Anyway, I, I feel that's up there it's in the nation. Not even presidential. That's just a long, pretty time. long
1: in general. Yeah.
0: Because people are. I mean, she was eighteen and he was twenty when they got married. But which couple is the second large, second second largest <laughs> married couple? Which couple is the second longest married presidential couple? We're st- still strictly talking presidents. Yeah, got it. Um, if I had to, and it's yeah, they they they've they've peaked, they've topped out. One of them's dead, so they're not gonna. <laughs> so, I was gonna guess. Um, <laughs> well,
1: now that you say, well, only one of them's dead, I might change my guess. Yeah, that was a mistake on my part. I was going to guess Ronald and Nancy Reagan because they're both. Well, no, he's yeah, I mean he was quite old when he died. But now that you said that I would say George Se- George Bush Senior, George uh, H W Bush, and Barbara Barbara. Barbara. Bush.
0: Yes, it was Barbara. I w- I was trying to like clarify that it wasn't strictly living, but then whenever I clarified that it, it was only one, but uh, they had been married seventy three years and eleven days mm. prior to Barbara's death on a- in April of twenty eighteen. So you know the Carters kind of squeezed it. Snuck on by. What do you mean? Didn't? Oh yeah. Okay. Because George. Well, George
1: is dead now too. But okay. I guess. Yeah. But he. (laughs) She died first. That was interesting. That your your hint your hint brought me back to the right answer, even though it was not correct. Because I didn't know she had died. I guess. But okay.
0: I thought he was still alive. I forgot that he he was a goner. Okay. I guess I've got two more now. But okay.
1: Let's hit uh, me back
0: to back because I'm out. I'm tapped.
1: Well, here we go. Researchers in France and the United States have performed a pioneering experiment demonstrating a hybrid form of what type of networking for the first
0: time? Is this like true networking or is this like plants talk to each other and we call it networking? Uh, it's
1: Yeah, it's like a computer network. Okay. But it's a specific type of that and it's kind of uh, experimental.
0: Experimental networking. Yeah. Is it like a... Like, virtual reality, like, Avenger-level holograms appear in the room? No, it has to do with, like, the type of computing
1: that it's involved.
0: Okay. So, not, like, social networking? No.
1: Okay. Hmm, man. So, it's, like, the cutting edge of computing. Kind of what the future of computing might be.
0: Ah, I mean, I know that we're moving more towards, like, fiber optics and fiber, which is... I mean, not necessarily cutting edge because it's, I mean, not experimental. I mean, it's, it's pretty it's old, leading, yeah. it's, but it's old technology uh, relatively. Yeah. Yeah. whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's a week okay. old, it's, um, so it has to do with kind of
1: uh subatomic particles and like the way that those interact in different ways than
0: normal particles do fission or fusion or I, I don't, I don't know. So I've it's got, like, even your hints are, have you getting, ever heard I of? Feel,
1: <laughs> quantum computing
0: oh i have so this
1: is quantum networking is what they demonstrated uh i didn't i try i kind of looked into quantum computing and then i realized it was probably too hard to explain over a podcast that's its own podcast basically it's this this method that they used it combines regular regular networking with quantum networking and they called it hybrid so it kind of brings together the best parts of both of them potentially because i guess one of the problems with quantum computing is that it's so like fragile, the signal, the way that it stores stuff. Hmm. It can be disturbed a lot easier. So if you could find a way to combine the robustness of regular computing with the advantages that quantum computing gives you, then you'd be onto something. So
0: what are the advantages? Just more intense data analysis? It's better at certain
1: types of working on certain types of systems like encryption and simulating other quantum systems. That's what Ed i Redding. read. interesting but that this this hybrid form of that, I guess, could be the uh, the way forward. So, pretty mm. big step, but uh, yeah. Well, All right. Well, from <laughs> quantum computing to cats.
0: That's yeah. I, I, see, I see I I can make the connection. So,
1: Rubble, the world's oldest cat, has passed away at the uh. age
0: of what? Do you know how old Rubble was? Oh, I can't believe that you're sh- you're springing this news on me right now. You hate to hear about it from a podcast. Man, I feel like LeBron being interviewed with Popovich's wife's death. Wow, that's yeah, a
1: relatable reference.
0: Yeah. I think it was like 31. 31. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do I How did you read that earlier or what? No, I knew that. I read it like months ago that the oldest cat had recently turned 31 no longer the oldest cat rubble has passed away at the age of 31
1: the oldest living cat now is probably tiger from illinois but uh the cat i really want to talk about the world's oldest ever cat do you want to do you want to try and come up with how old that cat was felis domesticus
0: yes that's the latin word for that i think it actually might be but I'll look. Um, thirty-one. I feel like it's something wicked, just like out of the ballpark. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty-nine. I'm gonna stay in the thirties, but I'm not gonna go. I'm peeking it. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Final answer. I looked it up. Felis catus is the
1: Latin name of the. Oh
0: man, that's yours was so much better. Domestic cat. Cream puff
1: was the world's oldest ever cat, aged thirty-eight years. In three days, hmm. Cream Puff has her own Wikipedia page. If you ever wanted to go on there, good where you Cream could Puff. learn such interesting things of, as what Cream Puff's diet consisted of. Apparently, a, and... apparently, every two days, Cream Puff received an eyedropper full of red wine. <laughs> they say a glass a day is good for the heart. That's what the owner, his owner or her owner, Jake Perry, said that it helped circulate the arteries. <laughs> Why would you want... And he attributes that to Cream Puffs' longevity, both both her diet and the fact that uh, she was given red wine. That's the all the questions I got. But speaking of Cream Puffs... Yes. Hibbs has been a bit of a Cream Puff on the last two weeks' Hot Seat
0: segments. I know that was supposed to be an insult, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> been a bit weak. I have been a bit weak. And the Samurai, you know, that one was a... Let's not... Let's not dwell. Let's Let's not dwell.
1: Let's just move on. But
0: Stephen Sondheim, again, I went back and listened, listened to last week's episode. I learned a lot about the man, and I came out smarter than I went in. And so I'm okay with the fact that I didn't get the exact... Trivia is a lot of luck, let's be honest. And I got unlucky with Stephen Sondheim. I went in prepared and got unlucky. But... Well, so like I said, that's the end of our Trivia
1: Rewrites portion, but if you come across an interesting news article or some kind of trivia question this week, why don't you send it to us at Trivia Rewrites on Twitter or send us an email at TriviaRewrites at gmail.com because Hibbs and I kind of go through the weekly news, but we don't catch everything, so we'd like to hear from you. But like I said, we're going to move on to the hot seat portion of the show where Hibbs and I... Have each chosen a topic suggested by listeners as a specialty topic for this week, and we've each researched that topic. And the other co-host has written them questions on that topic.
0: So last week, Hibbs, uh, you chose the topic of Lisa Frank is the topic that I chose for my hot seat segment. She just kind of quick rundown for those that may not know the name she was a uh, graphic design artist and I don't I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to accidentally step on any question toes that demo may have but um, basically if you've ever seen a pencil case or a backpack a folder or a shirt that has super psychedelic super rainbowy you know whales pandas cats something that looks like you like a four-year-old we'll, yeah, exploded. Yeah.
1: We'll tweet out a, a an example of some of Lisa Frank's work yes. on our Twitter.
0: Yes. If you haven't yet, either check out the Twitter, or if you're at this portion of the podcast and you don't know Lisa Frank, just Google it, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's what we're working with here." It's a ver- it's a it's an acquired taste, I would say. All right.
1: So, oh, Lisa Frank was suggested by listener Lisa, so we appreciate your suggestion. Uh, But let's... I don't have... They're not really in order of difficulty. They're kind of just in order that it made sense to tell the story of Lisa Frank. So... okay. Kind of just... I have six questions. Some of them are quite difficult. Some of them are easier. So we're just going to get into this. Okay. Hit me with the demo. What you got? Hibs, you are on the Lisa Frank hot seat, and it's covered in psychedelic colors and animals. Question one. Lisa Frank... Grew up in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, but moved out of state to study art
0: at what university? Um, the... <laughs> I almost said University of Phoenix. Um, it was, uh, in Arizona, is it... Oh no, why am I blanking? Is it just University of Arizona? I think, yeah, I think it was just... Okay, what? yes, you got it. Yeah, yeah. University of Arizona, very <laughs> Phoenix. good. I almost said Phoenix, and I started... <laughs> University of Phoenix, she got that She got that easy. Uh,
1: All right, anyway, moving on. Next one. So while at the University of Arizona, she made a line of plastic jewelry that specialized in colorful fruit and novelty character pendants, utilizing characters in their designs, such as Betty Boop. What was the name of this line of jewelry? Uh, this line of jewelry was Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers.
0: You got it. I got it.
1: I thought that was kind of a strange name for something that you'd wear, but...
0: I mean, there's a lot of strangeness around Lisa Frank. All right.
1: Moving on. (laughs) This jewelry line, Sticky Fingers, inspired Frank to create her set of colorful stickers, and in 1979, she founded her company, Lisa Frank Incorporated, to expand her brand. Less than a year after it was founded, LFI received its first order of over a million dollars from
0: which popular novelty gift store? I believe, oh no, my gut is Hot Topic. I'm, pr- I'm pretty, sure, pretty sure it's Hot Topic final answer. If it's not, I'm going to be really upset with myself because I know I read it. So it's Spencer's. Spencer's. I knew. It. Similar. Yes. Dang it.
1: Yes. All right. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Frank began dating the man that would later become her husband while he was working at LFI in 1983 as the company's first in-house illustrator and designer can you name the man that would later go on to become the president and ceo of the company from 1992
0: until their divorce in 2005 so i have a habit of whenever i read a name especially a name that's like repeating a lot i just remember the last name so it's i believe it's john i could be wrong but it's blank it's something green so Um, his name was yep was green but it's james
1: green but james yeah. green i'll take but that yeah.
0: that's a win okay <laughs> that's like whenever you like you see the the answer on the back of the flashcard before you like you premature flip it and you're like ah, i know that on the test I, I would know that one that's what that's like but yeah james green james green not james dean no or jimmy dean
1: a lot of people named james <laughs> let's move on over the years frank has created dozens of animal characters in bright colors and designs, but two of these characters share the names of her two sons. Can you name
0: these characters and the type of animals that they are? Yes. So you have uh, Forest, which is the name of her son, and Forest is a tiger. Uh huh. And then her other son is Hunter, who is a leopard. Yes. Uh. Whoop. Yeah, Leopard, finally. Okay,
1: very good. Yes, Hunter the Leopard Cub and Forrest the Tiger Cub. Meow. Are those two characters? More cats. Look at us. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. In 2012, LFI began a partnership with which vintage merchandise retailer who began selling items such as 1990 stickers and trapper keepers and provided much-needed renewed interest in the brand?
0: Well... Before I answer, trapper keepers is a very interesting. I had to look that up to figure out what that was. You didn't call him that. I have never heard of the term trapper keeper before. Today, no. I thought trapper keeper had something to do with like beaver pelts. Oh yeah. But um, it's like to important. answer your question, the the <laughs> partnership that occurred in 2012, I believe, is Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters, you got it. Ooh. Five for six, Hibs. Five for six, and the the missing one was a you know a yeah. fluke. I should have gotten it. Yep, very good. Is that it? Is that all of them? I, yeah, that's all I got. I got six questions. <laughs> Lisa Frank is a very interesting individual. <laughs> can I please come down at the hot seat so I can rant for a second? Oh
1: yes, Hibs, you are off the Lisa Frank hot
0: seat. Oh man, that was the closest I have ever gotten and will ever be again to you know a perfect game. Yeah, dude, she's weird she is
1: yeah i don't it was hard to like there wasn't that much information on her it was like there's a few interviews but she's like a pretty private person and then the she's information that private. you could find about the company was kind of just
0: it's terrible to work for yeah. yeah
1: apparently but um yeah there's some pretty good like breakdown articles for the rise and fall of the brand mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: i got as deep as looking at a uh, glass have you ever used the web- the website Glassdoor? Yeah. Yeah, so it, like gives you a peek into into different companies in there. So like I was reading reviews of former employees about like <laughs> about how much of a uh, god awful it was, and I think I think it was awful to work at Lisa... and in, in her defense, I think it was awful to work at Lisa Frank Inc. Incorporated, LFI, yeah, right? And it was her ex husband James Green who was like the terrible yeah that's what it seemed like yeah but he kind of took over and was who knows though with you know with right but i mean i i don't know i don't want to say anything too controversial but but you're about to (laughs) but i'm about to i'm teeing up this this terrible statement Uh uh-huh when it comes to lisa frank i got real like like michael jackson vibes and the sense of like hey there's nothing wrong with being an adult and liking this childish stuff to this extent. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a little weird and giving off kind of a weird vibe. That's my whole Lisa Frank like. That's all I'm gonna say about her. It was like, this is weird. It's, yeah. But hey, I mean, a million dollar order from Spencer's. Can't can't argue with the numbers. I can't argue with the numbers. But all right. Yeah. Very good, Hibbs. Thanks, man.
1: Wasn't sure Thanks, man. some of those. I felt like maybe too, the hunter and forest thing. I thought maybe was a little too
0: detailed, but oh, I committed that one to memory. Yeah,
1: that was an interesting little tidbit.
0: I thought you were gonna hit me with going back to your very first question you asked me, where she went to a prep school in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Yeah, that's the same uh same prep school that Mitt Romney went to. Mitt and Ann Romney. Wow. And so I thought that might be a uh. I will cross over intense question, but, um, crossover, crossover between, not really crossover, I guess it's more of a, I'm so mad that I was so upset with how bad I've done the last two weeks that of all the topics to like really commit to memory. Now it's Lisa Frank in my mind. Like I know more about Lisa Frank than I ever need to. I hope it goes away soon enough because like, it would be so dope to have a full like samurai knowledge, but no. I know a lot about the creator of a psychedelic children's art company.
1: Well, there you go. Well, we we're g- thank Lisa, Lisa listener Lisa, once again. Thank you, listener Lisa. For her topic. Send us another one. We we might feature that one. For sure, yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're going to move on to my topic for this week, which was suggested by Texas Mom. She yes. suggested the America's Cup sailing race, I guess, in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe the cup itself. I don't know how much of a breakdown of the history you're gonna have in it, but basically, it's a sailing race that was started in the mid 1800s as like a one-time regatta, and then it's been contested ever since, and they've been passing this cup between different yacht clubs since since then. So,
0: right, that is that is correct. I don't know. Just quick rundown. No, I get it. People, I, I get it, it, it. You don't want to stop my toes. I appreciate it. Um, I did not have the same. Mine. Mine's more of the classic, easy, medium, hard. All right. Yeah. Extreme level questions. Um, and let's just get into it. So, demo, you're now on the America's Cup hot seat. Lovely. Question one: Your easy level question. Okay. When was the inception of the race, and where did it first occur? Like the year 1851, I think, was the first one. And <laughs> I it like was... how you say that, like you're, like <laughs> you're recalling a memory. The year oh, was 1851. Yes. The year was 1851. I felt the, the spray of the sea on my face. The yacht
1: America took home the cup. I mean, it was in England, I guess. The United Kingdom. Yeah. It was kind of raced
0: around the Isle of, uh, the, of White in England. There you go. That's exactly. Okay. So 1851 and then around the Isle of White. All right. That and was the I'm easy glad. question. <laughs> what? That was a difficult question for an easy one. That's an easy question for Demo. You're okay. fine. All right. Yeah. Don't tell me how to write my questions uh where will the 2021 race be held next year Ooh, is this another question or this is another easy question yes okay. two easies okay two easies t double o
1: w o oh i think it's in um i don't know i think it's i don't know if i know bermuda i think it's
0: bermuda but i'm not sure mm, that was the most recent one oh bermuda. okay wait wait second guess <laughs> Who who won? Who won in Bermuda?
1: I spent a long time in the past, so it's hard to catch my brain up to the present. <laughs> but is that where they're hosting it? They're hosting it in the country that that won it.
0: Well, you, you don't have to the the. Uh... But they happen to be. Yeah, they
1: are. I thought it, okay, so New Zealand then.
0: Yes, Auckland, okay. New Zealand okay. is where the uh, postponed 2021 race will be held. I think this is. What, I'm pretty sure we covered America's Cup back and like whenever our entire podcast was the coronavirus for the first time in history postponed oh yeah maybe so and then yeah so you kind of touched on it a little bit the next your your hard level question touches on it as well okay but um do you want to explain why it's called america's cup yeah so the first boat to win the america's
1: cup as it's known now was named america and they took it back to the united states with them so they named it after the first yacht to win it which was called america it happened to be won by an american team as well but
0: all right anyway, i just wanted to why did you to get that one off you i want to give you a little a chance to talk about show off a little oh, bit okay. of your sure your knowledge. sorry no it's fine uh your medium level question moving on here okay <laughs> since it's since its inception in 1851 america's cup has been held at nine different venues can you name four of them You've already named Auckland, so I'll give you that one because it's a returning venue. So, so there are eight more. Can you name three? Well, you said Bermuda, yeah? Yeah, you said Bermuda. Uh, Newport. Newport is correct. We
1: was held there for a long time. I mean, and then the, the yacht club that won it the first time was New York Yacht Club. So New York Harbor? I don't know what the place that was held. Sure, that yeah.
0: works. New York City is what I have listed. So okay. yeah, you can... And then... So, you've gotten it. Let's just see how far you can go.
1: I mean, I know San Diego Yacht Club won it one time. So, right. probably San Diego. Diego has it. And then the Golden Gate Yacht Club. So, San Francisco had one as well. Correct. And then, oh, when this, there was a, a Swiss team that won it. And I think they had it in like off the coast of Spain or something.
0: Okay. Is that? I like... believe. Yeah, I think if, Valencia I think Valenci- or something? Valencia. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah um there are two more well they had and a half they had it more. in england too Did, are you counting that one am i counting the the first the isle of Wight? i am counting that one okay so, is so there... now there's one more <laughs> okay ooh,
1: tough tough tough
0: I'm surprised you're you're flying through them as well as you are
1: probably one of the weird ones i'm not thinking of australia i'll say i don't know though somewhere uh, f-
0: wherever Fremantle is is oh the yeah okay final I know. area so yep Running through them, Isle of Wight, New York City, Newport, Fremantle, San Diego, Auckland, Valencia, San Francisco, Bermuda. Those are the nine different venues that have hosted America's Cup.
1: Fremantle is Western Australia, it says.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I looked that up and I was—I didn't know anything was even over there. That is... In Australia? That far west. Oh, okay. Um. Yes, moving <laughs> on to your hard level question. Okay. This is going to kind of touch on what you just talked about but right. anyway um so as you as you now know America's america's cup is named such after the first victor the 170 ton schooner whose name was america however the race itself is uh is still had a name prior to the victory by the first ship what was the original name of the race
1: the name of the race Hmm. I know that it was like the R Y S hundred pound cup was the name of the trophy. So royal. No royal yacht. Something. Mm. I like where your head's at. I don't know if I know the name of the. Origin.
0: I'll say like the. I don't know. I don't know the name of the race. You. I think you went. You went too deep, and you should have just. So it. No, you're still. Okay, just go Keep ahead. it simple. It was the originally called the Hundred Guinness Cup or Guinness. I don't really know how to pronounce. Yeah, that. guineas. Yeah, guineas is that is another term for well, pound. See, I guess. See,
1: I've read about this. Is that what you have, Hundred Guineas Cup? Yes. So or apparently also that was pound cup. Yeah, hundred pound cup. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was the cost. How so, much yeah. the cup cost?
1: So guineas, I guess, was a name that was applied to it. By Americans later, I'm unsure because a guinea a guinea is actually a little bit more than a pound. So apparently Americans just weren't familiar with what a guinea was, and they called it the hundred guineas cup as a misnomer, and that kind of stuck. But I guess from what I read, that was not the name at the time. But
0: oh, okay. it was just like I, the
1: hundred the RYS hundred pound cup.
0: I read that uh, guineas and pound cup could be used interchangeably. Oh, okay. So I mean, yeah, they probably can be
1: now. So
0: I would assume, knowing Americans that guineas is probably more accurate and the pound is they were like oh it was their currency it's probably pound and it would be you know give it the benefit to the cup that it's a little more expensive than it actually is yeah there you go They're nicely done 100 guineas cup i'm also glad that i learned how to pronounce guineas um <laughs> it's like new guinea papa new guinea yes okay interesting that guinea guinea pig can you tell me the name the actual name of the trophy yeah, I mean I thought it was I thought it was like
1: there was a bunch of names in quotes on the article that I
0: was reading and it was like
1: the RYS hundred pound cup, the hundred guineas cup, the Queen's Cup.
0: Yeah, all that refers to the race. The trophy itself, like like Super Bowl and then Vince Lombardi trophy. Like so the trophy itself has a name. But I don't know. I don't know. It is uh Ald Mug A U L D. Again, I read that was
1: a nickname of it, not the Actual official name of the of not of the race, but of the trophy. Well, the trophy's called america's Cup, but I guess. Hmm. Okay, old, old mug. I got it. I did read old that, mug. but I saw it Your was extreme like extreme a... level.
0: Moving on. You're extreme.
1: I don't mean to question the question master.
0: No, it's fine. I, questioning everything. If news media can teach you anything, it's to question everything. Your extreme level question: What was the name of the individual who was the only person in America's Cup history? To design, build, and captain his own ship. Design, build, and captain it, huh? This is an extreme level question.
1: Could you, I have, okay, I have some names. Got some guesses. Yeah, Yeah, hit me with them. Should I, okay, so I'll say some names and then. Come on, Demo, it's okay to be wrong. I got Dennis Connor. I don't think he built it though. He was a pretty big like sailing advocate, but I I don't think he built it. So I think it's somebody older for sure. Okay. You want me to give you the year? I'll give you the year. The year would, yeah, I I might be able to get it with the year. The year
0: was 1881. He didn't win it. He just raced in it. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. uh, He, along with the ability to, or the record of design building and captaining his own ship, he also set the record for the largest losing margin. So, I wouldn't recommend building your own
1: ship. What a dummy. Yeah. 1881. That's a little before my. It started to get Hmm. interesting. Yeah. It's it's just a trivia fact. No, it is
0: good. I don't know. I don't think I know his name. It's Canadian Alexander Cuthbertson. Yeah. Tough. He uh, claimed sailing it from inland Canada through the river was like caused issues, and that's the one he got last. Okay, buddy. Excuses. (laughs) But that is. Yeah. Come on. You can't. You can't have the largest losing margin and then make up reasons. But I mean, that's 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 done with the core. That's the core questions. Oh, um, I got a couple of ones just for fun. Didn't really know where to put them in. All right. So these will just we'll go over these quickly. Uh, what is the name of the movie that is inspired by America's Cup, and which a sailor uh, uses the race loses the race to Australians, and is determined to win it back with a team of his own? Wasn't it just called? It was at the recommended at the bottom of Wikipedia. Wasn't it just wind? Wind. <laughs> it's the dumbest name. Should have um, been like
1: wind at all costs or something like that.
0: Yeah, or the wind in my sails or something. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, uh, another funzy one. <laughs> which British rich, man, <laughs> rich man, man credited? Yeah, Richmond. Which British rich man is credited with introducing the idea of sponsorship to the race? Uh, Lipton. Lipton tea guy. Lipton tea. Sir Thomas Lipton, who is the same Lipton as Lipton tea. I think that that was all the funsies one. I had fun. I hope you had fun. I did have fun. You are you're off the hot seat. How do you how do you feel you did?
1: Longest hot seat of my life. No.
0: uh, Long hot seat. I think I did
1: pretty well. You know.
0: That was a broad one. You was about time that you got a broad topic. Yeah. I didn't
1: have that the Canadian guy. I just didn't uh I probably came across his name and I just went right over it because I didn't realize he was such a do-it-all type of guy. I mean, he's a very, yeah, it's hands was on. an extreme question. It yeah. was a
0: hard. No, that's good. I like it. Hard, fun. Canadian Alexander Cuthbertson. 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 Very good.
1: Uh, so both of these topics, like I said before, were suggested by listeners. If you would have a suggestion for a hot seat topic and would like to have it featured on the show, why don't you send us a tweet? at trivia rewrites or you can send us an email to trivia rewrites at gmail.com
0: anyway next week let's do this again you wanna oh yeah sorry
1: so we need to pick categories here for next week's hot seat
0: so let me just spin the wheel real fast barbie (laughs) i will be doing barbie as suggested by listener nick claypool thank you nick (laughs) very good I guess I have to spin the wheel as well. Do you have to?
1: <laughs> oh, it's sped up there. Okay. We've got world fairs and expositions as suggested by JP. So we appreciate you sending those topics in, and we're going to feature those next week.
0: Thank you, JP. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, it should be a good one.
1: Do you have anything else for this week?
0: I do not have anything for this week.
1: Well, that's all we have, and we appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next time.
0: When was the first year of the race that saw multiple challengers? Mm. So up until this year, it was always just one challenger and a defender. Oh, okay. And then this was the first year that there were multiple challengers. Well, I guess
1: technically the very first race had multiple challengers, but I think you're talking about beyond that. Yeah,
0: the first the first America's Cup with challengers.
1: I would say it's the second, but yeah, because the first one still counts to me, but yeah. But the first one wasn't America's Cup. Sure it was.
0: No, it wasn't. What do you mean? Because America has America, to win it.
1: You're saying America didn't win the first America's Cup, the yacht?
0: I mean, America's to Cup. To me it
1: did. Like yes, it no, wasn't it won- named America's Cup, but it won the race that later became known as America's Cup, so it's America's Cup. But it wasn't America's Cup at the time. Whatever. You get what I'm saying? Okay. You're saying
0: I get what you're saying, but You're I'm being saying-
1: semantic about the name America's Cup meaning just the trophy. I'm talking no. about
0: the broader race. I am saying the race that America, the yacht won for the first time was not America's Cup. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's but what I'm saying. do you know who won Super Bowl I?
0: <laughs> it wasn't Super Bowl then.
1: So you're saying no one won the first Super Bowl?
0: No, it would... <laughs> That's what you're saying, and you're going. No, I'm not. No one won that.
1: the first Super Bowl. The first time that someone won the Super Bowl is Super Bowl three, because it was called the Super Bowl.
0: Exactly, it was called the Super Bowl. The first. All right, doesn't matter. The first time it does matter. After Hold on. 1851, because if America doesn't win. If the Yacht in America doesn't win, the entire race has a different name. It is no longer called America's Cup. Correct? Okay, but that's so just the, what that's just the that name.
1: That's just the name. You're, the you're getting hung now.
0: up on the name. What if they
1: change the name in the race in the future, but it's still the same race? This is all getting cut. <laughs> what if they change the name of the race in the future to just the International Sailing Cup, but it's still the same continuation? Would you then say, who was the first boat to win the international sailing cup would you be like oh it's this one that won this year or would you be like no it was america because it was called america's cup back then
0: yes we time out <laughs> i agree if you're saying you can say america won the first america's cup i agree with that yeah i am saying my argument is that the cup um, you're saying the cup itself nope, nope, go no 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 go my argument is that that first race yeah was not called america's cup america did not compete in america's cup the first race when it was. Well at no, the, at that's the time. what that's
1: exactly what I'm saying though. That's the same thing. You're just saying, well, the race wasn't called that at the time, therefore, retroactively,
0: none of the boats that raced in it then can't have raced in it. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> while it was racing, at the time of the race, it was not racing in America. But cup. that's the
1: same thing as saying the Green Bay Packers did not win Super Bowl one because it wasn't called Super Bowl One.
0: I. I, I disagree. I think <laughs> That's exactly think, you're
1: saying it's not it wasn't called that then. Therefore, we can't say that they won it th- back then because its name has changed.
0: Were they? <laughs> let me Let me rephrase, then. Let this me rephrase should be, then. I'm just going
1: to put this all at the end. <laughs> yeah, go for it.
0: I, I'm i standing
1: on this hill. Yeah, I think it's a phrasing thing. I think the way you're phrasing it is we're getting off the
0: different page here. But go ahead. Phrase, Phrase it differently. The first. No, I'm still sticking with it. The okay. F- using your logic, the first official Super Bowl. Yeah. Did the Green Bay Packers compete in it? Yes. The first, of, I mean, Super Bowl three. I, I mean, there's a chance that it no, was No, like because the
1: first official Super Bowl, what we now call the Super Bowl, was first contested in 1967, and it was called the AFL-NFL Championship. It was then, re, like, all those were later renamed as part of the Super Bowl, which was the same championship series. Right. At the time, it was not called the Super Bowl. I will give you that. But to, no, say, I, again, to say that who won the first Super Bowl you would have to be referring, in your logic, you'd be referring to Super Bowl three. Whereas that that's not what most people would be referring to. They'd be referring to Super Bowl one, what we now know is Super Bowl one, that the Green Bay Packers won. Because we call it the Super Bowl now because that's what it's called, that series of events. So to say that America didn't win the first America's Cup just because it, the race was not called America's Cup at the time, to me that's the same logic as saying
0: you're referring to Super Bowl three as the first Super Bowl. I think the biggest discrepancy, the the reason why I disagree with what you're saying, is because it was named after the victor. The okay. victor has to come after the race. Yeah, but for, when for I'm, refer- to I'm just
1: referring to the series of races by the name that it's called, regardless of who actually won it. Like It could yeah. be called anything. It just happens to be called that
0: now. To be fair, you're the one that said, well, I guess technically the first one had multiple challengers, too, because America showed up out of the blue. It so did. like Well, the, f- the
1: first the first race did have multiple challengers.
0: Yes. Right.
1: But it was America's Cup. Right. At the time, it was not. But right. it's considered part of the series of races that we now know as America's Cup. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's just ask the question again. <laughs> I don't actually know. I'm trying to think. Uh, bu- 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 <sighs> we need to get yeah. back on track. Here.
0: I need. To what was the first year that saw multiple challengers?
1: <laughs> okay, you um, can just
0: cut this entire. We'll just cut this entire third question.
1: I don't know. You see that, why? That's... You see why? I'm not being. I'm not trying to be tricky. Like, if that was asked as a trivia question. I, the answer would be 1851. I would not have any bones about the answer being 1851. Because regardless of what it was called at the time, it's now part of the series.
0: Mm.
1: Like, So to say that, whatever, what if it was called the Green Bay Championship because Green Bay won the first one, but we only called it that after Super Bowl three? And I said, who won the first Green Bay's championship? You'd be saying, well, Green Bay didn't win it because... Because it wasn't called that at the time. It was just called the championship, and then they won it. Right. But everyone would know you're referring to the very first race. Slash Super Bowl. America, just because it was named something different, it's now in this, we consider it part of it, because it didn't have a name at the time.
0: I agree that it's part of the same uh, lineage, but I think the major disconnect is the fact that this requires, the fact that it's named after something. It's like... Oh, yeah, I don't,
1: I, there's not a great example because i don't really understand you're just hung up on the fact that it wasn't called that at the time
0: that's not being hung up what that's if its
1: f- name what if its name changed that's what i'm saying like what if the name of the event changed later you'd still refer to it all referencing... by the new
0: name yeah but i guess i'm more like whenever you have like a piece of land Okay. It's like you say, like, what is current day Dallas versus if, if it's before, because yeah. that shows a discrepancy in time where it went from being something else to then is now Dallas. So at the time, it was something else. This isn't even remotely what the question is about. <laughs> but at the time of the race, it was not America's Cup. You can you well, can put it in yeah, that line. Of course line. not. Of course not
1: but right. that doesn't and that's
0: what that's the argument i'm making at the time of the race it was on america's cup and you said it was a matter of the time and i said no it does and it's, i said at the time of the race it's on america's cup well, so, say, should, so you.
1: then you should have clarified in the question gun what is now known as america's cup because it's like i don't i don't i don't get it i just
0: it. said what is the year that the what is the first year that the race saw multiple challengers i didn't specify. wrong 1970 you suck